Today, the NBA goes crazy, more lockdowns on the horizon, and teachers' unions are totally insane. I don't know how else to describe today's show. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Blaze TV contributor Eric July, back in the building, ready to go. Uh, and also Grant Stinchfield, host of Newsmax's Saturday Report. Thanks for being here as well. Thank you, Sarah. You did a great job last weekend. On Thank show. you. I was. Yeah. I, I always enjoy uh, joining you on your show. We always have fun. Isn't it? Well, it's weird being on the opposite side of things, probably for it, you too, right? It, it, well, yeah, but you know what? We work so good together. I don't That's know. True. It's just like old times. It's true. Yeah. It's true. All right. Um, we've got a lot coming up. Let's get to this NBA story uh, first. I find this to be very interesting. Um, you know, the NBA has gone completely insane. We've talked about it on the show. They're writing Black Lives Matter on their uh, on the floors everywhere. And they're also letting their players customize their jerseys to wear social justice warrior messages because that's just what we need in sports is more politics. That's what everyone's asking. Okay, wait, no one's asking for that. <laughs> but uh, they're allowing um, uh, uh, people who buy jerseys to customize their jerseys as well. And they actually incited outrage uh, after online us users noticed that the official website would not let fans purchase the customizable jerseys to give pro-Hong Kong messages. There's a video that was floating around uh, online on Twitter where they tried to write free Hong Kong as their customizable message, and it was unable to process their entry. It said, we are unable to customize this item with the text you have entered. Please try a different entry. Uh, but... Don't worry, they did allow in their system uh, fans to purchase jerseys with the following phrases. F Hong Kong, abolish cops, sneaky Jews, cancel Israel, Pence is gay, and Trump has AIDS. <laughs> so don't worry, nothing to see here. Certainly not a bias within the NBA. Uh, also, kill cops. You can write kill cops. Kill, what about Hillary for prison? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if their algorithm has. Barack that is a yet. loser. Yeah, I don't no. know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so they they now okay. So when the Blaze reached out to the NBA. They released the statement. The phrase free Hong Kong was inadvertently prohibited. Inadvertently, you guys. It was just a total and complete accident. Of course. Inadvertently prohibited on all our league's online store sites and has now been fixed. So they claim now it has been fixed. Fans who wish to customize it so long as the text meets the 12-character limit are able to do so. The Blaze did follow up and try to find out how that could have possibly inadvertently happened. And coincidentally enough... We haven't heard back, Eric. Of course not. No, the Hong Kong thing is interesting. Uh, I remember LeBron James getting upset with, I can't remember if it was Houston's uh, well, general manager or someone that, yes. that said something along the lines of uh, basically in support of Hong Kong and, and their freedom and got backlash from LeBron James and, and those types. It seems when you talk about the, the Chinese relationship with Hong Kong, at minimum, if they, you know, if we just, let's say for the sake of conversation, we can see that it was an inverted, it was an error. It was just an error. They didn't mean to do that. That's quite generous. The, of yes, you. I know it's very generous of me. Um, and I'm always a generous person. <laughs> uh, but 
No, if, if we just conceded that that was the case and we moved on to the other things that have existed when we look at how they kind of teeter-totter around this Hong Kong Chinese thing, even though they're so big advocates of social justice. Again, going back to the, the Houston general manager, if I'm not mistaken, and how much backlash. And it was such an odd thing because he didn't say anything that should have been remotely controversial. It was just along the lines like they should be free. Right. It, it, was, it was fairly basic. And he got a lot of backlash. It's almost as if, and this is what I picked up from that, that the NBA had maybe said something to the players uh, maybe even obviously to the to the leadership, the general managers to not say something of uh, along those lines, like as in like they're specifically acknowledging that you, you can't say anything. And we know that they have a big time relationship with China. They they go out there, they play, they play. Uh, we know that there's a relationship there. And maybe that's a case of they want that they want to make sure they maintain that relationship for the sake of their money. But it's just such an odd thing when you consider that when it comes to other things. The social justice thing, Adam Silver, all of them, they're all on board with that. Like you mentioned, going into the next season, I'm pretty sure we're not going to be able to get away from it, even though we just want to watch basketball. And generally, this is something that you think is, when I think of sports, it's something that brings people of different philosophies and ideologies from a political standpoint together because we just enjoy the game no matter what it is played. They're deciding to go the other route. They're going to allow these guys to be activists and 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 and, and if they not not even just privately like they're putting it on the courts, they're putting it on the jerseys. They're going as far as that. So my thing is, if you're going to do that, you can't teeter-totter around this whole Hong Kong thing. It's a real thing. It exists. And you guys have a strong relationship with the uh, Chinese and the Chinese government, considering what they're, what's happening with Hong Kong. They can pretend like it's not a thing, but it absolutely is a thing. And I think it's a little hypocritical for them to go all the way with the other social justice, justice advocacy while sort of turning the blind eye to what's going on to, uh, with Hong Kong, not even turning the blind eye, actually demonizing people that speak against it. That's a great point, especially when you look at, I know you mentioned uh, Eric LeBron James, very vocal when it comes to Black Lives Matter and, you know, black people in America being oppressed, even when he doesn't have the evidence to back his statements up. But somehow you're talking about, a, I mean, a ton of people, millions of people who are actually oppressed, who actually know what real true oppression well, is I, by their government I, I, and nothing. I think those people are making LeBron sneakers. Yeah. I, I oh, think so. yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's okay. true. Yeah, true. So, so LeBron, Nike, their relationship with China, the mm-hmm. NBA's relationship with, with China. This is all about money. I don't think it's anything but about money. It certainly isn't about social justice <laughs> messages. And I said on my show on Saturday, you go back and watch the tape. I said, maybe the social justice uh, messages is really about capitalism. Maybe what they want to do is sell jerseys, social justice jerseys. And then here I come sit down today, and what are they doing? Selling social justice jerseys. <laughs> I mean, it's all about money. They don't give a rat's you-know-what about social justice. They don't give a, a crap about any lives. Mm-hmm. All they care about is making money for the NBA and Nike and everybody else that's making goods in China. Will this backfire on them eventually? No, it doesn't seem to be. You know, the the NFL had some hard times with the ratings with, at the height of their yeah. controversy. But, you know, they really actually bounced back, much to my surprise and my dismay. Mm-hmm. The NFL has still come back. I just was looking at ratings. They have the highest rated Sunday night football, Thursday night football. They're the highest rated shows. Yeah. People love their sports, so they're willing to tolerate this. Unfortunately, I have a lot of friends that say they are going to boycott the NFL and the NBA. 
I'm not convinced all of them really do. Yeah. Because people like to watch their, their team. You know, you said it. I've sat in a bar and I'm high-fiving strangers. You can be black, Hispanic. They might be Democrats. They might be a hardcore whatever. I don't know. Yeah. We're all Mavericks fans at yeah. that one moment. Nope. Nobody used to care. But I think it's 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 this weird shift. And Eric, I mean, you're a musician as well. You literally do everything. I don't understand. Is there anything you don't do? You do everything. But you're a musician as well. I remember a time where musicians, uh, sports figures, if you were in the industry, you weren't supposed supposed to enter the political arena now it's completely reversed and if you don't say something about your political convictions you must automatically you know people assume the worst of you yeah you mean you had people that would be political but you certainly had the big bulk of of most of these genres where more more neutral on things where even if you knew what they were it wasn't anything they were ever trying to beat you over the head with it now it's the opposite and yeah. pretty much in, certainly in the genres certainly in the industries that we weren't used to that sort of happening all the time it's just that you can't get away from it like i say video game and i cannot turn on fifa which is a terrible game by the way <laughs> uh i can't even turn it on without it saying black lives matter when I turn on the damn game, excuse my language, but that's what happens and it's everywhere. So I think you're right in a sense that people recognize in these companies, they're not stupid. Mm -hmm. They recognize that there is a very ripe Mm -hmm. demographic who would love to throw themselves, well, throw their money, not themselves, but their money at these uh, you know, companies mm-hmm. if they are signaling to them. And that's exactly why they do it. This is why they all jumped on board with that. And this is also why it's laughable for these types of people to be like, well, we're being oppressed. And I'm like, y'all control everything. Who are you being oppressed by? Well, I mean, when this whole, when it's definitely the tide in terms of where it's at now, basically every single big corporate entity was siding with you. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Mm-hmm. So, who? I mean, are you guys oppressing yourselves? I'm trying to exactly figure out who, who, who's the enemy here when they talk so loosely and say, well, we're being oppressed or uh, we're having all of these issues and there's something that you guys are doing to hold us back. And I'm sitting here like, you guys control that. Definitely when it comes to, when it comes to uh, more so the mainstream left and when you consider, I mean, not just the industries like the the boards and all that they got your schools they got your entertainment as you can Mm -hmm. see they got everything you are the the marginalized group is the people like myself who don't necessarily go with these these uh more progressive dare i say ideology so i'm trying to figure out who exactly are the ones that are oppressing them because they seem to all be on their side but you're completely right this isn't about uh, you know, the social justice or anything like that. It's more so about they understand that you guys will spend money. We will spend mm-hmm. money on you if you signal to us. All right, cool. Put Black Lives Matter on the jersey. Put Black Lives here. We'll throw a little uh, I don't know, commercial or something like that. Let them know that we're, we're here for them and they'll just continue to pay us. Mm-hmm. Do these people, Grant, do they realize the irony of fighting for things like Medicare for all and, you know, uh, communistic ideas while at the end of the day utilizing capitalism does that dawn on them at all do you think so like what you're saying which people the the leaders of the nba yes yeah Uh, (laughs) all of them (laughs) again it gets back to the leaders of the nba know exactly what they're doing and and this is a marketing tool i'm gonna get off but what about but what about what about the fans 
Do the fans know that it's a marketing tool? No, they're no. Do they realize that the things that they're fighting for in the streets, they're actually like oh, living like the, the, the opposite. exact opposite oh, way? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think they know that. I mean, I, I've asked somebody, and Eric, look, would you would, would you want to be hired by the Blaze just because you're black? No. Yeah. No. No. no, no. And, and so when when they want a vice president who has to be a black woman. The poor black woman who has worked all her life to yep. become vice president of the United States. Now she's got that hanging on her shoulders. That it was a pan me down. It was a it was a, it was a, exactly. a, little, a little a literal token, token to say, hey, we want to we want to feel good about ourselves. And therefore, we'll put you in this position. And it's very insulting. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's the case, if you get it, if you get I was like, why would you even want a position like that? If you know that the only reason that you're getting it right. is because they you basically it's tokenism it's prime literal tokenism and it's a problem it exists mm-hmm. in a lot of different things and you're putting it right like no i wouldn't want that like i'd rather just not if you only want to give me the job because i'm black right i, I want no i want no part of that because you're saying that basically I, I can't really compete with everybody else let's say the white folk or, or what have you i can't really legitimately compete with them you can't look at my skill set and say all right i'm the right person to fill this role you're only saying it well yeah, I so need what happens person. if you ask that question of another fellow black guy or gal who is on the other side and you legitimately ask that question? Do you want your your job as vice president at Nordstrom because you're black? What do they say? I mean, I guess they see this is the and that's a good question, because what happens is and this is why I've said on this show why I would never support. I took it and taking a different angle as far as why I would never support like groups like Black Lives Matter, because they aren't liberating. Right. They're not individualist more philosophies or anything like that. I look for when I talk about like literal black liberation, I'm talking about putting the power into the hands of the individual um, or into just just having them be able to power themselves. What's more so happening with a lot of these movements is that it's a, it's begging to be accepted, begging to be acknowledged. And that's where the guys that are the higher ups realize that there's something that they can play on that to benefit themselves, be it in money or other things. Me, I don't want any part of that. I would I'd rather create on my create my own, uh, get out there and be great. And this is something that I preach to other black folks um, and, and so forth, because I think that is more liberating than just sitting here saying, hey, Mr. White man, give me access to your resources. And a lot of people, unfortunately, would accept even knowing if it's pure tokenism because they think that they're old and they have sort of centered their messaging around that, yeah. that, hey, you only can get here unless we move your world for you. And it's one of the most insulting things. Yeah, Uh, the entitlement is there for sure. All right, we've got more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, iTarget Pro. So uh, if 2020 has reminded us of anything, it's uh, the importance of self-reliance. We've had COVID happen. We've seen the civil unrest. People are burning down buildings, for God's sake, to go steal some shoes. You don't know what is going to strike in your neighborhood at any particular given moment. And by the way, there's all these calls to defund the police, which is happening in a lot of major cities. So I'd say right now it's pretty important to be properly trained if you're a gun owner. And by the way, if you're not a gun owner, you need to be right now. There's a reason why gun sales are hitting record highs. You need to get a gun and protect yourself. iTarget Pro is one of the best ways to dry fire train with your gun at home. 
They have an app that you can download to your phone, and they have what is called a laser bullet, and it is as cool as it sounds. Uh, it is safe. It'll save you a ton of money. So you're saving money not only on ammunition, but you're also saving money on going to the range. Range fees can get expensive. Ammunition can get expensive. And uh, by the way, I don't even know if your ranges are open where you're at. There are so many things that are closed down. You want to make sure that you can train at home. All right. And as an added bonus, you're not shooting holes through your walls or your couch. So uh, your spouse will thank you for that. But dry firing is one of the best ways to learn your gun. You can help. It helps with uh, target reaction speed, trigger function, and more. You really learn the pull of your gun. So right now is the time to stay sharp with your firearm. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. iTarget Pro will pay for itself just in what you're going to save in ammunition and range fees. Right now, you can get 10% off plus free shipping. If you use offer code NEWS, you got to go to itargetpro.com. That is itargetpro.com. Save 10% right now and free shipping if you use offer code NEWS. mayor wants uh, another lockdown, guys. I think that there may be some more lockdowns on the horizon. I know yesterday, uh, Eric, you were on the show and we discussed uh, California and how they are shutting down again. At the time, it was breaking news, and Eric brought it up over the commercial break and really pissed me off. (laughs) And then we had to to talk about it, because he was like, oh, look, California's shutting down again. And I was like, shut up! We have to talk about that. Uh, So now, Houston, the mayor of Houston, wants the city to fully lock down for another two weeks to slow down the increase. Now, hang with me. Hang with me. Eric's going to lose his. Now you're the one who's pissed off uh, to to slow down the increase in new cases and hospitalizations, according to the Chronicle. Uh, In the Houston area, 646 people have reportedly died of COVID-19, if you believe the numbers that they give you. Uh, And uh, the, the mayor said, let's look at the numbers, look at the data, see where things are, you know, shut down and then gradually move forward again. Uh, His spokesperson said, to be clear, the mayor would prefer the economy remain open, but the virus is currently spreading out of control in our community and hospitalizations are rising. We must join together as a community to stop the spread now. Of course, uh, last week, the Republican Party of Texas filed a lawsuit against the mayor for shutting down its convention, which was scheduled to be in Houston. Uh, And even amidst all this, All I've read are, you know, Texas Medical Center in Houston, the CEOs of that particular medical center saying we can we can handle it. Mm -hmm. Yes, there may be an influx of hospitalizations, but there's nothing, no, no anything in this to suggest that we cannot handle the influx of hospitalizations. Um, Grant, I want to go to you first. Do you think, like, is is Texas prepared to handle another lockdown? Because I keep looking at Texas. Maybe Houston's different, but the people I know, they're like, no, we're not going to do this. Not a, there is not a city in America that is ready to handle another lockdown. We cannot afford this. And I will tell you that I don't think the people are going to stand for it. Now, what I have noticed, mm-hmm. or when people feel nervous... They're starting to self-quarantine. Like, even at my gym, I can tell people are nervous. It's really quiet there. There's no mandatory lockdown. Gyms are open, but it's really quiet. Sometimes the roads are really quiet in big cities like Houston, Dallas, and others. 
People can take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. This mayor wants to shut down, and I'll give you a great statistic. The ICU beds are the exact same spot they were in June of 2019 in Houston. The exact Mm. same. So what are you telling us we're getting overwhelmed? I look at this rise in cases, and I've said this over and over again, I'm getting really tired of it, as good news. Mm. The rise in cases is good news because the rate of death continues to come down. We're seeing fewer and fewer people dying. On a national level, the trend line is really moving down at, at this point, and it tells me that the most vulnerable, the virus had moved through, now we're taking through the rest of the population. Ultimately, we get to herd immunity. We're almost at 17%, yeah. which is where Sweden was, and that is seems to be a key number. All this is really good news. And then you get the mayor of Houston, who the only way I can explain it is he's dumb <laughs> or he's devious and he's trying to hurt us. Those are the only two explanations. You guys make your decision on which way he's going. Devious or dumb? I don't know. Maybe a little of both. Is Maybe. that an option? Yeah. Eric, what Yeah, do you no, think? it's a good point. I mean, no, we cannot handle that. We couldn't handle the first one. Yeah. And look, at some point, people are going, this is why I said on the show, I think civil disobedience is actually a legitimate thing that Americans are going to have to start doing if this is going to end, because right now they're just holding people's livelihoods hostage. And they make these silly demands, and the demands don't even work. We saw what happened with California. They're talking about, they did the mass mandate literally a month ago and they had this upshoot in these cases uh surge in cases and they locked back down so clearly the mask mandate didn't work like they thought that it was going to work it's almost like the virus is going to have to run its course it's gonna have to and that's what for whatever reason people don't want to accept and this is why i challenge people whether it be conservative libertarian no matter where you're at on it when these people make these silly demands whether it be through a lockdown whether it be a mask mandate Ask them, and nobody seems to hold their feet to the fire, to ask them, until when? What are we looking for? Because I get it. Slow the spread. To what? Mm -hmm. That seems to never be answered. I'm about to throw the cup like Jocko (laughs) uh, uh, here. Uh, But that seems to never be answered answer yeah. it's never it's all completely arbitrary it's like mm-hmm. slow the spread like what is the proper amount of spread what is the proper percentage of death what is the mm-hmm. proper percentage of of hospitalizations they seem to not ever know that it's just completely arbitrary where depending on who's looking at the numbers they say well these look alarming so we're gonna shut it down or we're gonna force you to wear a mask or we're gonna do whatever it is that they're gonna do and we're not asking, like, until what? Mm-hmm. And they don't have the answer. answer is? You know what I think the answer is? It's until we are totally squashed as a nation. <laughs> well, that, that's or their until answer. November Election 4th. Maybe? Or until <laughs> November 4th. They want us broken, busted, and they want to bust the federal government. They want all of us to be so reliant on the federal mm. government. You have a job that now, well, you can, we're going to pay you unemployment benefits, ultimately get President Trump out of office because the, the world has collapsed underneath him. So when you ask when is enough, after the election mm. and we are all in in hurting like we've never hurt before and that is devious There's, that's not yeah, that, dumb yeah, that's, true. that's devious yeah because i think that what that does is that points to the dangers of and this is where i've taken it like the welfare statism that's it's a dangerous thing because a lot of people you mentioned unemployment a lot of people are making more on un- unemployment yeah. so they're incentivized even if they don't even know or, or care if the virus is dangerous or not it's more they're incentivized to con- continue to perpetuate these like doomsday scenarios. Mm-hmm. Remember, this has a 90, if you consider the infected fatality rate, it has an over 99% survival rate. We're doing all of this for an over 99% mm-hmm. uh, survival rate. But no, like, I, I get it that you want to be cautious or you want to be careful, do whatever you think. But to 
act as if everybody must go into lockdown, treating every individual as if, if they are sick. That's basically what they're what they're saying when they force you to wear a mask. They just assume that, hey, you're all sick. So if you don't want to get other people sick, you have to wear a mask. There's no proof of it. We don't know. And because we don't know, we're just going to make sure that you all are guilty and we're going to treat you like like such. But the welfare statism incentivizes this behavior because nobody that is leeching off of said system, which is why they love status, love government dependency. They absolutely love it because they can get these sheep to do whatever it is that they want because they're funding them. They're funding their bad behavior. It's like they're not working and not being productive. We're just going to keep giving you money. And what incentive do you have to say, well, stop? I'll tell you what, let them pull the plug. And I'm not saying gradually pull the plug in its entirety on the money, the benefits and all of that that you're giving them. I bet the next day people start being against lockdowns the next day. Mm-hmm. Pull the plug on that. They, but they have no incentive now. It's just pull the, uh, pull the plug. I'm telling you, get rid of that. Get of that welfare statism. Pull a rug from up under them. Bet people start being against these lockdowns and mass mandates the next day, not next week. The next day, once they realize that they're not going to get lined up with three hundred six hundred dollars mm-hmm. extra every week or whatever it is to get. Yeah. Which, by the way, Republicans, uh, you got to stop with the relief bills. Stop you compromising, gotta, man. You got to stop it. We're tired of it already. I get it. If you lock people down, you got to find a way to pay them. But maybe consider just not locking people down. All right. Uh, All right. We've got more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Laurel Springs. Uh, With all of the new, you know, rules and regulations coming out for all of these school systems, you may be one of many Americans who is thinking to yourself, I got to find out another way. I got to figure out another way. I'm not sending my kid back to something that resembles a prison more than it resembles a school. Well, I'm telling you, you've got to check out Laurel Springs. All right. Um, Online learning might be new for your family, but Laurel Springs, they've been doing this a long time, almost 30 years years now. They are the experts in online learning and they have the tools and the curriculum your child needs to maintain their learning unhindered by whatever crazy thing is going to happen next in this country. They have flexible learning programs and they go from kindergarten to 12th grade. So wherever your student is in that spectrum, they can offer challenging and diverse courses. They are also accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges. So their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. Uh, They're filling up right now with all of the craziness that is going on in the world and in the school systems. You don't want to miss out. Register your child at laurelsprings.com slash why. If you do that today, you will get a waived registration fee. That is laurelsprings.com slash why. At least go check it out to see if it competes with your school system's current setup, because I can guarantee you that it does. All right, laurelsprings.com slash why. Back in a minute. Well, I feel like this is just going to be uh, an additional ad for Laurel Springs, who was our sponsor last segment, when I tell you about a major teachers union in Los Angeles that says that the, you guys, the district, the whole district, cannot reopen, this teachers union says, until there is a moratorium on charter schools, uh, until the police are defunded, until there is Medicare for all, until there is a wealth tax and also a federal bailout. They said, one of the spokespeople said, it is time to take a stand against Trump's dangerous anti-science agenda. (laughs) 
What the uh, anti-science agenda that puts the lives of our members, our students, and our families at risk. We all want to physically open schools. Oh, I'm sure you do, sweetheart. Uh, and be back with our students, but lives hang in the balance. Safety has to be the priority. We need to get this right for our communities. Uh, and then they went on with the blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I wonder what charter schools have to do with the safety of the children. If that's truly what it was about, the safety of everyone, why we'd be calling for a moratorium on charter schools and defunding the police. Mm -hmm. Eric, could you figure that well, one out? Um, I know I'd have no idea where they're going with that, but I will say that this is a prime opportunity for people to wake up and understand that why these institutions need to be abolished, not ended, not defunded, abolished. Public school systems in this country are rotten. Mm -hmm. And you want to know why you got these knuckleheads running around being the idiots that they are? It's because they're funneling through that system yeah. right there. Ooh, 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 Mrs. Cotter, Mrs. Cotter. <laughs> I, I, I know the answer about the charter schools. Ooh, 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 ooh. Am I dating myself on yeah. the John Travolta? Bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Look, this is all about competition. And the teachers yes. do not want any competition. And the charter schools are doing it better than the public schools are doing it. And so they want that wiped out. you got to shut down the charter schools. Yep. And then explain to me why they want to defund the police and have a wealth tax when every solution to education was to throw money at the problem. Spend more, I think, in America per people than like anywhere else. Right. Hire more administrators uh -huh. to solve the problem. So they want to throw money at educational problems. But when you come to anything with police, you want to take money away. That makes no sense. Unless, again, we get back to the word of the day seems to be devious. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're doing. They don't have our kids best interest at heart. The number one reason why our children are failing today are teachers unions. They have handcuffed many administrators. You can't fire good teachers anymore. In the state of Texas, you've got to appeal it six ways to Sunday. Go all the way to Austin to the Capitol before you can get a teacher fired. That is not going to be able to hold anybody accountable. And so who suffers? Our kids suffer. Kids, yeah. And a wealth tax? What is that about? The only school districts that are doing well right now are school districts that actually have people that are making money in it. Mm -hmm. And I hate to break the news to it. It's not because of great teachers. It's because of parental involvement. Moms and dads mandating that their kids do their homework. You could take the worst teachers, put them in the best school district, and that school district would still do great. Hate to break the news to all these teachers. And I'm tired about teachers need to get paid more. They oh, get man. two months off for summer. They, they get every vacation. Basic economics. Don't get me started on that, Give me man. a break. Uh, no. Get off by 3 o'clock. I haven't been <laughs> off at 3 o'clock in my life. <laughs> no, they need to be abolished. No, no, seriously. Like I think this is an opportunity for us to have a conversation. You've seen people going through these unorthodox forms of uh, teaching. I think the system, because everything is digitized these days, I think it's a little outdated. Uh, K through 12 in terms of how we do things outdated. I think we can speed that up a lot, a mm -hmm. lot more. But they're holding, trying to hold your kids hostage as well. But the problem is, is how they're funded. I think if we started looking at the idea of people that are certainly within these districts that are funding them through their property taxes or whatever it is that they're, they're taxed, give them that money yeah. to not give it to them. Let them keep it. Let them the keep money it, is gone, right. gone. Let them keep the money that they have and then get out there and compete. Teachers hate that for whatever reason. They don't want to get out there and actually compete, probably because if it had not been for the state funding them, they'd be out on the street yes. because a lot of them are no good. And if they were any good, 
They don't need to worry about anything. If we pulled the plug on that as well, then they would be, if they were in such high demand, if they're actually good at doing their job, people will be falling over themselves to get them to teach their kids. Mm -hmm. But that's what we need in this country. That's the approach that we need to education. We need other time, other forms of education because even on the private side of things, whether we can go look at private school, it's still all kind of centered around how the public school system operates. So it's not legitimately like private in a sense that we're out they're competing because they're completely even though they may do better in some ways they're still kind of outmanned and outgunned because of how the state is funding the actual public schools versus the private school being funded by people's dollars right. so if we can get to a point where we can in 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 that let people keep their money i bet we have a better school system. Grant, um, I'll give you last word on this before we go to break. I also take issue with the fact that this teachers union president actually has the audacity to say that President Trump has a dangerous anti-science agenda that puts the lives of their students and their families and their members at risk. Right. Well, this is if you say it, the media will buy it because right. you're a liberal and they'll eat it up. And, and whatever they say just happens to be true. Right. And, and, and that's the mantra that they use, because if we say it, it must be true because the media will regurgitate it. Yeah. We know it's all based in nonsense. This is all, again, a war against President Trump. But it's more than just a war against President Trump. It's a war against every single person who voted for President Trump. And they're taking it out on those people's children. Mm -hmm. And that's the audacity of all of this. Get this freaking science arguments out of it, wealth tax out of it, get all of this liberal hogwash out of it. And, and by the way, defunding police, what happened to all these mass shootings we were supposed to be having? Which by the way, there were not a lot of mass shootings. They're just dramatic when they happen, right. okay? Right. So what are they supposed to do now? I bet every one of those teachers unions, they're not gonna allow the teachers to be armed. No. which is what I want. I want a school where teachers volunteer to go through heavy training and they're armed because when a wolf comes into my kid's classroom, the only chance that kid has of survival, even if there's a cop down the hallway, is if that teacher is armed. Mm. And so what do they want? Now, no cops. Social workers, maybe. Social workers, woke, that'll be woke great. Woke police, remember? Yeah. It's the woke police. Throw right. rocks exactly. at them. Throw rocks at, at, at them. That works too, yeah. apparently. Right. All right, we've got more coming up. Back in a minute. Woke police. We talked yesterday about the Washington Redskins. Oh, yes, I said it. I know it's highly offensive. I'm sorry. They probably did not censor when I just said that highly offensive word, Redskins. But uh, the Washington Redskins will be changing their name. Now, they have not yet announced what they will be changing their name to. They also announced they're changing their logo. And I'm sure white liberals everywhere are celebrating the name change. But you know who's not celebrating all of these Washington Redskins changes uh, is the Native American family of the man who originally designed the Ooh. team's logo. Yeah, in case we cared at all about how the Native Americans felt. <laughs> about all of this, white liberals. I know you want to speak for them because you think that you're so superior. These poor little Native Americans, they don't really, they don't understand that they should be offended. So we're going to be offended for them. No, the family uh, of the man who came up with the logo, they said everyone was pretty upset 
about the change, uh, that he says that they understood the name change and why they were going to do it. But once they weren't going to use the logo, it was hard. It takes away from the Native Americans. When I see that logo, I take pride in it. You look at the depiction of the Redskins logo, and it's of a true Native American. I always felt it was representing my people. Uh, That's not gone. The Native Americans were forgotten people. That logo lets people know they exist. So naturally, in this woke culture that we live in, we have to completely erase uh, the Native Americans from society, I guess. We have to erase the Native Americans on the Redskins logo. We have to take away uh, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. We cannot have black people enjoying cooking, I guess. I don't I don't understand. I can't I can't make sense of it. But again, this just goes uh, to more of what we have been saying all along, which is last time they floated the idea of the Washington Redskins name change. A whole, they did a poll of Native Americans and Native Americans were like, mm-hmm. we don't really want you to change the name. We kind of think it's cool or we don't really care yet. Here we are. And uh, it's going to be changed anyway, because apparently a bunch of white people know yeah. better. They won again, and they seem to be on a real heavy winning streak, the cancel culture is, right? I mean, they, they are, they're killing it, literally. I mean, killing names, yeah. killing covers of boxes. Um, I have a right to talk about this a little bit. I don't know if you know this, but I'm part Irish. And so Notre Dame is the fighting Irish. Yes. About yesterday. Okay, yeah, you, you talked about that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm not offended by the fighting Irish. I'm also half Italian. I don't care if you call somebody the Romans or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with this. Yeah. And I don't think anybody does. And last I checked, anybody that's a Redskins fan was proud of the Redskins. Right. They were proud to be Redskins and Redskins fans. Which, I mean, I don't know why you would be proud to be a Redskins fan, but that doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I don't know either as a Cowboys <laughs> fan, <laughs> obviously. But Cowboys and Indians, guess what? We fight each other. <laughs> we go after each other. We want them dead. Cowboys and Indians. Yeah. I mean, if you really, like, can we just, can you put the, let's look at this logo again on the helmet. What is offensive about that? I don't get it. Nothing. It's and and, and it, I mean, really, no football team wants a name of like a sissy Un- organization. Unless you're right? saying the Indian is offensive. Well, I mean, right? That's exactly. the only thing that I can figure out. I guess because I mean, the whole point of choosing a name is to say something that's strong, right? And then to have the logo on top of that of this strong-looking Native American. I fail to understand how that is possibly so. You think what if they did? the Washington conservatives and put a profile of me. Right <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. The Washington oh. conservatives. They'd be so scared. All the opponents would be shaking in their boots. Eric, what are uh, your thoughts? Um, this, like, it would have been one thing. I mean, I still think the name change thing is stupid either, either way. Uh, but even if you conceded the name, the logo, I just don't understand why they at least wouldn't keep it and adjust that as well um but that's not what they did because and this is what we talked about yesterday it's like all that's actually going to be left standing are the white logos it's like why do they get the cool logos why can't we have the fight now about the celtics the celtics why can't we have the vikings why can't we have all of those new york knickerbockers they're dutch by the way yeah like why why can they exist but you get native americans on, on on logos it's it's all of a sudden offensive it's like they can be mascots. White folk can be mascots. They're good enough to be mascots. Right. But other races aren't. That's insulting again. And I think, like, again, I think that's pretty cool. You got you, you, native, 
you're native and you have a you know a, a logo, team, a team that, that is represented you. That's pretty. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I can understand that, but. Are the Cleveland oh. Indians still the Cleveland Indians? Yeah, they're still. I think I think they were talking about maybe going like Cleveland. But they don't have the Chicago the, Blackhawks, Chiefs. Blackhawks. You know yeah, what I mean? Awesome. You have you have all of those. I think they're coming for all of, all of them. And like I said, the only people that are going to be left standing are the white, the Cowboys, right. the Vikings, the the Celtics. Those are the Fighting Irish. Those, they're going to be the only ones it's that tr- exist. It's true because if you think about it, the Cowboys. If you're if you consider all of this to be so offensive, the Cowboys should be the first one that you wanted gone. Right. Because they sh- like in this weird leftist woke <laughs> world, they must be symbols of white supremacy yeah. because they killed oh, a bunch of Native Americans. It's not weird. If you got to remember Rowdy, the cowboy mascot yeah. going after the Washington Redskins mascot. Yeah. They used to have some giant yeah. battles. Yeah. Awesome. It was, it was awesome. awesome. Yeah. The whole stadium loved it. Now, yeah. apparently no one loves it anymore. Oh my God. Well, uh, the Navajo Nation has suggested a new name for the Washington Redskins that honors and respects the first Americans. Uh, they said, we strongly encourage the NFL Washington organization to rename, rename their team Code Talkers to honor the Navajo Code Talkers and other tribal nations who used their sacred language to help win World the War II. The logo's gone. So it's like, what's the point of even doing anything native at this point? You might as well change it to the, I don't know, Washington I know. whatever uh, now because... They've took the logo away. So why are they even? And that's I guess going to be the interesting conversation. Yeah, because how do you how do you make a new logo centered around Native Americans if this benign one is completely yeah offensive? the one with just a Native American man on it? <laughs> it's just offensive. Like what is going to be less offensive than than just a Native American man looking on the side of his head, just looking forward? I, I don't I don't know what else we can we can look at. What else is not going to be offensive? I told you the Washington conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling, Grant, it's they might happening. take a little bit of an issue with that. A little bit of an issue. Although I'm looking at Code Talkers and I'm like, wow, that sounds really scary. Yeah. The Washington Cold Code Talkers. talkers. Wow. It really just rolls off the smoke tongue, signals. too. The Washington smoke, smoke signals. signals. I like that. But you still, I mean, it's that's that yeah, they will racist, find a man. reason. That's, yes, they will yeah, find that's, that's, a reason. Even if they come up with it, that. the white leftists will be, racist, will be uh, uh, they'll, they'll assume the, the uh, being offended mm-hmm. on their behalf. And then 20 years from now, we'll be like the cold talkers are, are racist. What about the Washington kittens? Washington kittens. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys saw what I did there. That was me censoring myself and saying kittens instead. All right. Before I get in trouble, let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute. The Washington puppies. Puppies and rainbows. yesterday's poll, uh, you were asked to tell us which of these options you thought AOC was, a best described AOC. I'm very disappointed. Uh, 100% of you did not pick stupid and dangerous because that was obviously the right answer. You had smart and dangerous, stupid and dangerous, smart and harmless, or stupid and harmless. 85% of you, though, almost 86% of you, did come up with the right answer, which is stupid and dangerous. Uh, I guess at least an extra 5% of you still said she was stupid. You just thought she was harmless. Uh, 8% of you said smart and dangerous. And 1.2% of you said smart and harmless. That must be AOC's family voting for her, <laughs> I guess, that 1.2%. I've heard her mom watches this program. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure they're all big fans of uh, Blaze TV over here. Uh, all right, today's poll 
Interesting. Did President Trump make the right decision in commuting Roger Stone's sentence? What do you think, Eric? That's interesting. Um, I, I don't know what exactly he did that was so criminal. Uh, but I think I thought that that was what was going to happen. Right. Um, yeah. at, at some capacity or maybe even a part. And I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I figured that there was no way he was just going to be sitting up in there with Trump still being president. I didn't think that was going to happen, uh, but he did it. So, I mean, I, I would lean towards. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it's hard. It's hard, though, when you you ha- you know, you're going to have to defeat the optics right of yeah. the media hammering you for abusing your power. I'll give you a definitive answer on this. Okay. Yes, he did the right thing. Okay. Uh, Roger Stone was railroaded. Like Mm -hmm. everyone associated with President Trump Mm -hmm. that had any connection to this Russian collusion, bogus hoax of a witch hunt. And so you had a jury foreman on that, not to replay the whole thing. Mm. You had a jury foreman that was a Democrat writing negative things about not just President Trump, but Roger Stone. This was a sham from the very start. It was the president's only choice. Yeah. was to commute a sentence. Well, let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze to participate in the poll. I mean, you know, the media is hammering him, but it's like, do you Hammered remember what, anyway. what Bradley Manning did? And he got his sentence commuted. So I think we're good. We're Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.